Are you doing action? Hey, everybody. Who chose to listen to this? Oh my gosh, I don't know where my phone is. Um, this oh. is our first episode, and it doesn't have a title, but <laughs> it's about movies from 2022. And I'm Megan. I'm Bonnie. I'm Mary Grace. And we are girls who love movies and are in our early 20s. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And today's show is going to feature the, our top five movies from 2022, our top non-2022 movies that we saw for the first time in 2022, and our top five anticipated movies for 2023. I forget how loud that is. And Mary Grace's AC turned on, and maybe you just heard that. Overall, how do we feel the year was? I think it was a breath of fresh air after, like, the two years we got of nothing. Obviously, like, looking back at the movies that came out in 2019, it's still not quite at that level. But I was very pleased when I was making my list. I kind of forgot we had a lot of good movies coming out this year. Agreed. I feel like everybody just kind of, like, stepped it up this year. As it was stepped in some way, just, like, the last two years. And yeah. good movies. And 2019 was the first year that I started to actually care about movies like a lot. And I like followed the Oscars really closely and stuff. And so that was just like the best year ever to me. So I agree with what you were saying earlier about how this is like kind of getting back mm-hmm. to pre-COVID production. Yeah. We say I... number five of the top five. Okay. My number five. Is the Banshees of Ed Sheeran. Love that movie. <laughs> Standing O from Jenny. me for that. <laughs> so good. Jenny for Best Supporting Actress. I know. Honestly. Love <laughs> Wait, her. Wait sh- are we going to do spoilers support. on here or no? I feel like we're not really big enough to like. No, who cares? <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> Um, no, I think it's fine. Because she was also the most tragic part of that movie as yeah. well. Yes. She made me giggle the most, and she made me cry the most. And I think that's just a really strong actor, in my opinion. Yes, the so, range. Yeah, love Jenny. The range. I loved in that movie how it was such a simple concept, like, almost a childish concept of, like, your friend just ignoring you. Yeah. And they made it, like, such this expanded, beautiful they thing. They just, like, enveloped it with toxic masculinity and how... Petty can you be when it comes to just like not liking somebody? It's crazy, but they did it so well. And in the setting, I know. So I was about to say it was just beautiful. Like I could watch that without sound and also be happy because it's just like so sweet. Yeah, I I don't think I've ever seen any other Martin McDonough movie ever. I haven't. And I, funnily enough, saw this movie with all boys <laughs> in the theater, and so it's just funny for me. This is my number one of the year, by the way. Um, Wait, you changed your list? I think I sent it to you like this, right? No, I think something has changed. Yeah, something has definitely changed. I'm sure it's the same. I think it's changed. (laughs) Um, This is juicy already. Oh, no, you didn't. Okay. I'm a liar. You did change your number five, though. I I did. did. Okay. Okay. Um, Yes, I agree with what Bonnie said. That's why I liked it, because... It was such a childish concept, but it had, like, the highest stakes ever. Mm-hmm. 
like, he actually was losing his fingers the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, like, the metaphor of the Irish Civil War was not that important, but I did appreciate it being included. Yeah. I think it definitely could have gone without, but I don't think it was, like, wildly misplaced that it was there. Yes. Because it wasn't that obvious, but it was kind of, like, if you, like, pick it up, it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I was just, like, cracking up the whole time also, but then all of a sudden it would be super dark. Yeah. So I think that that's why it entertained me so much, because... I just felt all these different emotions. And I did cry during it also. Oh, <laughs> I think I, twice, maybe. I think that that's why I liked it so much, because it made me, like, die laughing at some parts. Like, I thought it was so funny. But then I was also, like, sobbing. Like, when Jenny died, I was like, this is the saddest shit I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> like, ever. <laughs> and what is the guy's name who's, like, the little town idiot? Let's oh, oh. Very, <laughs> wait, his character. Barry Keegan. Yeah. Either way, I don't know. That's his yeah. really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's his actor name. Well, I loved him, too. Like, he was also one of the best parts of it. He, I laughed at him all the time. But his character is also obviously very tragic. And so it just hurts. And so just, like, heartfelt. Like, that scene when he, like, essentially, like, proposes yes. to the sister. And he's oh, just like, oh, well, there goes that dream. That made me cry, too. Yep. And honestly, what a year for Colin Farrell. Oh my god. Let's, like, so let's, many let's talk about it. It's I great. mean, Batman, After Yang, did y'all see After Yang? Yeah. It's not in my top five, but an honorable mention. It is, yeah. very, it is a very sweet, wholesome A24 Agreed. film. And Colin Farrell is just brilliant in everything he does. And I think he's, honestly, like, I think people have recognized him as a good actor for a long time, but people are finally like, holy cow, like, the yeah. range. Like, yeah. he's so funny in Banshees, but then he's like, an evil villain and Batman and he yes. does it so well. I also have been wondering what Irish people think of this movie because I think part of my interest was the accents too mm. and just the way they talk how they say like at the end of their sentences and like the way they pronounce Second. fuck. Yeah. Second. <laughs> like I the, that was really entertaining to me and I love that part of it but maybe Irish people are just like oh this is how we talk so like they didn't care that much but I loved it. On the Empire Film Podcast they're Irish, and one of them has, like, a pretty thick Northern Irish accent, and um, she was talking about it and how much she likes it, and then the other guy was like, did this movie, like, make your accent stronger? <laughs> <She was laughs> like, yes. That's awesome. That's so fun. Okay, should we move on? Yeah, my number five is Babylon. Never heard of it. Me and Mary Grace saw this together on Monday. This is why my list changed, because I made it before okay. this week. Um, also, shout out to Will Gross slash Barrett slash Charlie, if you're listening to this, because <laughs> you guys gave me this list idea. Um, we saw it on Monday, and I just left being like, movies are the best thing ever. <laughs> and it's just like so fun, especially at the beginning. There's so much going on. And the scene where Margot Robbie, like, goes to be on set for the first time, mm. and it's, like, cross-cutting, and he's going to, like, get the camera, and Brad Pitt's scene is happening right as the sun goes down. Like, it's just all, like, super, super exciting at one yeah. time. And that makes you be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe movies used to be like that. And they still had the same, like, magic that they do now. And, yeah, and just, like, Hollywood being just dead fields where people go and set shit up. Yeah. So, like, what it is now is also just insane. Yes. And, like, the very first scene when he gets shit on by an elephant, and then it's like, that's what Hollywood's like yeah. for, yeah. Yeah. 
So this was one of those movies that... Wait, have you seen it, right? Yes. Okay. This was one of those movies that I saw early, and I walked out just like, holy cow, you guys, let's talk about it. Meanwhile, so I saw it with a ton of coworkers, and they all looked at me, and they were like, that was a pretentious piece of shit. Like, several of them said that. And I was like, oh, because I'm feeling the opposite about this. Um, So I really just, like, let that simmer. And I thought, you know, maybe I like pretentious pieces of shit because I really enjoyed it. Um, I know people are digging on, like, movies about movies. I don't care. I love movies. So, like, keep pumping them out. Um, I picked up on the Singing in the Rain references early Mm -hmm. on, which was very tender. Mm -hmm. Um, My favorite scene is the soundstage. When she's doing, yes, Margot is doing her she's first like, call. Hello, college. I was like, oh, this is brilliant. <laughs> that's just like singing in the rain, too. Yes. When she's like, what did she say? You shouldn't have come. Yes. Or whatever. Yes. <laughs> no, I loved that scene. Um, honestly, like, I will eat up anything Damien Chazelle does, and I knew that going into it, but I really enjoyed it. Um, that's. Yeah, the, I, the beginning, crazy, insane, like, party you've never seen before yeah. like so exciting and then your issue is after that. I had issues <laughs> um yeah I think like the first half of the movie I was having so much fun and I think it was when the tone shifted that I was just kind of like whoa what am I watching now like I think it was just there was no transition into it really it was so stark that I think for like 30, 45 minutes after that happened, I was still, I was just trying to catch up on like, okay, this is the movie I'm watching now. It's not about to go back to that big party kind of thing. So I think I was, it was just kind of like a shock factor for me to where I was like confused. And then we were seeing like an almost dead looking Toby Maguire and some guy eating rats. And I was like, what the f- I will say I hated that little underground chase. I didn't like that. (laughs) I didn't have a good time watching that at all. Um, But I think, I kind of told you this, like, the more that I think about it, looking back at it, I'm like, that was really good. And it was super pretentious. And I love it for that reason. (laughs) And I love watching movies about movies. So, like, looking back on it now, I'm like, that was good. I'm really glad that, like, he made it. Um... But when I was watching it, I was just, like, not having a good time, like, at the end. And the score. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. It's so good. I love that. It, I, just gives me, it gave me, like, cozy, like, la-la land. Yeah. We nice. we left, and I listened to it on the way home, because I was like... The Babylon score? Yes. It was perfect. I think my biggest complaint, probably, <laughs> is the length. Like, at times, it did feel like it was super long, but I don't know what I would take out, necessarily. I think there's, like, little scenes... I, could take out but I don't yeah. think it would really I I did definitely like in the last half there were many times where I was like it's about to end right and then it didn't and I was like ugh okay now it's gonna end right and then and I was like like so there were parts that I was like this needs to end right now <laughs> it does slow down but that didn't bother me I just I was still enjoying the slow part of it but I guess just thinking about like what could be taken out it just felt confusing because it seemed like there were like a bunch of main characters and then some people get way more time dedicated to them than others. Yeah. Which is fine, but I think it just, like, sent the wrong message at the beginning. Because, yeah. what is his name? Sid Palmer, the, that's, um... That's the trumpet player. Yeah. I was about to bring that up. Like, he should just have his own movie or something. Yeah, yeah. he either needed way more time or way less time. I agree. But it was just, like, right in the middle where I was like, 
like I care, but like I don't really. His story makes a lot of sense, like within the context of the movie, and it is an important story to tell. But I was like, it's it was just not balanced right with like the rest of the stories that were going on. Mm-hmm. It is sad to see it's flopping so bad in the box office, and I think this is like. Okay, so also Amsterdam flopped really terribly, another loss for Marco. But I think both of those movies had, like, tough reviews coming out of festivals. And so I think this is just showing how those genuinely affect, like, Mm -hmm. people going to see it in theater. Whereas, like, Amsterdam was bad. Like, actually bad. I just think this movie was so divisive that, like, early critics were, like, very split. Yeah, and almost to the reverse of that, like, Don't Worry Darling was getting, like, good reviews from the, or from festivals, slash their press tour, which is insane because of all the drama, and so everyone's really excited for it, and then people saw it, and they were like, huh? (laughs) I think, too, though, the difference in, like, the advertising of those movies, like, Don't Worry Darling, there was, like, drama going on about it, like, on social media, everybody knew about that movie, Babylon like everybody that I've talked to that aren't like into movies, they're like, How have I never heard of that? It's yeah. Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt. It's not really advertised that much. Because like when I went like even for me going into it, I didn't know what it was about. I hadn't seen the trailer or anything. Like I've seen the Margot Robbie like cover picture and I was like, Okay, I'm twenties party cool. But like I didn't even know what it was about. Because it just wasn't really out there as much, I don't think. Do you guys feel like this is the biggest thing she's done? Like, just compared to, I just was about to say, like, all the projects she picks are actually great. Like, I have an issue with some actors who are as high profile as her that just do whatever. Like, that annoys me, but I feel like she picks really great projects. Um, and this seemed just, like, huge. Maybe just because when I was watching her on the screen, she just seemed larger than life and, like, she was perfect for the role. But I guess other things maybe have been bigger. Probably... I'd probably say this far, but Barbie. Oh my god, will be the biggest. We'll talk which about we'll talk that. about that later. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I want to say she really picks good projects, but Amsterdam. That's I'm just going to keep coming back to that. It. That was I, so bad. I haven't seen it. I've heard obviously that it's bad, and that's why I haven't seen it. But it looks good, like in the trailer. I'm like that could be really good, but apparently. It's and the whole point of that movie is to make money, like. That's literally textbook, a moderately priced star vehicle. Yes. <laughs> and it didn't make money, so yeah. it's like, maybe that isn't working anymore. Was her acting good in it, or was it just the movie itself? Though? It's tough, because it's one of those things that I'm like, the script is also bad. Yeah. So I'm like, like she, her and Christian Bale, they're like doing what they needed to do. Yeah. But it just didn't wasn't much like, work with. doing yeah. as much as they Yeah, did. exactly. It's like hard to separate and be like, was this the script? But it was also sad. I feel like Christian Bale especially. I could tell he was putting his whole heart into it as he does every project he does. But it just, it wasn't, it didn't do it. And their marketing was so bad. They reveal like one of the biggest plot points in like a video snippet they were putting on Twitter. And I'm like, you guys, what are we doing here? And trying too hard. I feel like that was a huge theme of movies last year. Like, the marketing, they were revealing stuff that shouldn't have been revealed. Yeah. But maybe they felt like they needed to get people to the theater. So I was going to say, I think they were just, like, trying too hard to be like, this, like, look, this movie's going to be really good. Like, go this see happened. it. Because yeah. it's so saturated that, like, I've, I've been telling Mary Grace I'm in my Scrooge era when it comes to movies <laughs> because 
there's just so much to see. And especially when okay. you feel like you're really into movies, like you have to see everything. Yeah. But I've just been like hearing reviews and being like, okay, I'm not going to see them like Amsterdam or I don't know, like the menu, even if people like it, I'm like, I don't really need to see it. Like I got to go spend three hours in the theater watching Babylon or Avatar yeah. or something. Yeah. And I don't have as much time to give. Yeah. Anyways, I've been talking for a long time. You should do your number five. <laughs> okay. You're going to take us to ten say, hours. This is going to be long. <laughs> but I feel like we're going to have some the overlaps. Yeah. My number five is Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans. It just, uh, I'm just getting, like, all the warm feelings inside just thinking about it. Uh, Paul Dano, Michelle Williams. I really hope Michelle Williams gets Best Actress. She's who I'm gunning for. I don't think it's gonna be her. I think it's gonna be Kate Blanchett for Tar. But that if if I was the Academy, I would pull for Michelle Williams. I think I I think one of my friends put it really well though. I don't know if you took the fact that it was like Steven Spielberg's life, if I would love it as much as I do, mm-hmm. but I'm just such a geek about Spielberg. Like I just wanna know everything about the guy. That I think that played a big part about why I loved it so much. Yeah. But I just think all the performances were great. I think, like, obviously I admire Steven Spielberg, but I've never been, like, a diehard fan. So I kind of think it still holds up, even if you're not that interested in it. Because I love it just because I like watching movies about making movies. And, like, I was telling Megan when I first saw it, I was like, I just feel so inspired. Like, I just want to go out and just, like, shoot random stuff and not care if it's bad or not just do it because I like it so I just like found it very inspiring do you want to talk about Michelle <laughs> I for some reason have like this beef with her like it's personal <laughs> she seems to like this is exactly her job and she's doing everything right but I like interpret it as she's trying too hard for some reason I don't know why in everything that she's in like um the, the Greatest Showman, like, she's annoying to me for some reason. And I think it's just because she's really good, but, like, I don't like her. I cannot explain it. But I, there there was a trailer for the A24 movie she's going to be in. I don't remember what oh, it's called. Um, I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, but I know it's talking about the art class. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, We're terrible cinephiles. Anyways. <laughs> I was like, I just don't like her. I don't know why. So I'm sorry. It's my own problem. I know it's unpopular. That's, that's fair. That like I have Nicole Kidman for me is that right, person okay. because everybody's always like she's like so stunning and beautiful, and I'm just like she bothers me, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like I think she's amazing at what she does, but I'm the same way. I'm like she bothers me, and I can't tell you why. Yeah. So I think that was my issue going into it was that she was like kind of the star of the movie. <laughs> Um, and obviously everything is done right because he's Steven Spielberg and seeing his life story was very interesting to me. It just kind of all felt like kind of camp. Some I love camp. camp. I know. <laughs> I, I love know. camp. And I don't think that I do, which is just like my own issue again. So I did like it and I think I rated it highly, but I, I don't think that I like it as much as you guys. Yeah. It is slow. Like, it's not that exciting all the time. And so maybe that does come back to, like, because I was telling you, like, whenever we saw it, you are like, it was kind of slow. And I was like, yeah, it is, but I didn't mind because it's Steven Spielberg, so he's he can do what he wants, and it's, like, still good to me. 
So maybe that does come back around to like it just being Steven Spielberg, but I also just loved the story. And I don't remember his name, but like the guy who played the young Steven Spielberg. The yeah, that plays Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. He's so good. And like I could just watch him just go around and just like shoot movies and write <laughs> about them like all the time. I was Banshees, I'm not sure. So <laughs> let's talk about it again. <laughs> let's talk about it. Do you want to do your three? Oh sure. Um my three is After Sun. <laughs> um, all of us no, sitting here with our hands this on our hearts. Movie just meant so much to me growing up. A lot of the time it was just me and my father. So I never saw that in film, like at least to see it as the focal point of the film, like this was. And so this was kind of one of those in which I'm like, dang, I wish this was out a few years ago and I could have, like, grown up to it. But I just think it was beautiful. Paul Mescal, like, deserves all the credit. Even the girl, Frankie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Incredible. Mm -hmm. It just, it reminded me so much of me and my dad. made me emotional. Um, And for that to be Charlotte's first like feature film is just mind blowing it's so to exciting. me. Yeah. It, yeah, like what's next? Yes. I'm ready. I'm gonna be there front row. <laughs> I um well yeah we watched it together with the like H four screening room thing and yeah I just loved it. Like Paul Mescal was so good. He deserves the entire world. I was crying. I cried more after you left because <laughs> I was just thinking about it. It was like it was one of those that I was thinking about all night. And especially that one scene that's in, like, the reflection of the TV and it, like, it, the focus is, like, on the reflection of the TV and then it goes to the reflection in the mirror behind it. You can see, like, Paul, you can see Frankie, like, and it went on for so long, but I wish it went on for so much longer. Like, I just remember after that scene, we just looked at each other and we were like, wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it was, it was, yeah, I feel like... Kind of like you said, like, you don't just see a lot of movies where, like, two people spend time together and love each other, and they're, like, changed because of that. It made me think of uh, Before Sunrise, which I'll talk about again later. Um, (laughs) But that feels like such, like, a core part of the human experience, and it's, like, hard to capture and hard to tell a feature film about or make a feature film about. And so, like, this is actually really hard to do, I'm sure. But, like, it seemed really easy when I was watching yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really know Paul Mescal until, like, probably two months ago when I... Well, actually, I need to tell you guys something. Because oh. I saw that Phoebe Bridgers was, like, maybe engaged to him or whatever, just on Instagram. And then I was like, who's this guy? And then it was like, he's in Normal People. So then I watched it. And then I was like, this that's how I found about found out about Afterson. But today on Instagram, I saw this that said Angelina Jolie, Paul Mescal, and Joy Coffee Day image Phoebe Bridgers split rumors. Yeah. Help. So this was oh, literally they've been a thing. Yeah, they how got long? for like weeks. They oh got goodness. engaged and I swear <laughs> the next day there was breakup rumors. I, yeah, no, I, was I like, know. What is going on? But the thing is, like with celebrity couples, I just never know. Yeah. Like yeah. We, they could still be engaged. Yeah. Like, that could have been, like, a business meeting. Yes. We have no clue. But the cool thing is that maybe Phoebe's with Bo Burnham, which I know they've been I friends s- for I a really that. long time, so I don't know if people are just reading into it. 
but I would I, be very sad because I, I just saw that. that Evie and Bo Burnham were like sitting next to each other at something and talking. That's the only thing that I saw. So I was like, Ooh, okay, yeah, I don't know about that. But so, what do you guys think? Are they together or no? Um, <laughs> like if they're together, I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. But also, they make a lot of sense as a couple. Mm-hmm. So I kind of hope that they're still together. Me too. I yeah. want them to be. I like. Them. They seem. I just kind of feel like they're not. But to be engaged and then be unengaged, like, that's a big step. Hey, Phoebe and Paul, if you're listening, like, the people really want to know. And the people are us. (laughs) But how, wait, how long were they dating before they got engaged? I don't know, I'm new to Honestly, a few years. Okay. But it's funny because... I knew Phoebe Bridgers, I didn't really know. They both kind of manifested it in a Mm -hmm, way. mm -hmm. Like, Phoebe, Phoebe had tweeted about, like, how much she loved normal people watching it. Yeah. She and was like, like why am I horny inside? Oh, yes. <laughs> she hinted at thinking Paul was hot, which he is. And then Paul had Phoebe as his, like, number one listen to Spotify artist. Oh, if you're okay. Before. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> he was prepping for after oh, yeah. But in other news about Paul Metzgau, he is going to be the star in Gladiator 2, which is a highly sought-after role, which, yeah. on another which note... everybody else. Yeah, it was like... So the initial tweet came out from an article that said, Austin Butler, oh, Timothy, Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet, Miles Teller, Richard Madden, and then Timothy's agent tweeted <laughs> underneath and was like, well, I can tell you one person on this list has been filming in... In like the the Middle East or something, <laughs> and and he hasn't auditioned for anything in seven years. Which yeah. honestly, what a flex! Yeah, he's but, also been doing so much. And yeah, he hasn't yeah. auditioned for anything. Yeah. Like, but also, yeah. like, imagine Timothy Chalamet as a gladiator. <laughs> no, that no, was like I he was that, the king. I was like, it's too much. Yeah. Somebody like <laughs> respond or like quoted that and was like, I could not picture him as like the gladiator unless he was fighting like Finn Wolf or something. <laughs> right. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, anyways, let's get back on track. I, uh, that's how I, I became obsessed with him after yeah, that, anyways. And so I was just really excited to watch this movie. And I was so impressed by, like, the camcorder videos. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, that's me when I'm 10, like, messing around with this camera that I don't know how to use, like, being an idiot. Yeah. And, like, how do you, like, just pretend to do that? Like, it just yeah. felt so natural. And it was, and that was really cool. It was Frankie's first movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you direct a kid to do that? I don't know. I was so impressed. No, because we talked about that, too. And I was like, I feel like, because I listened to an interview with Paul about it. And I think that there was a lot of, like, bonding that went on between them. So I think it just helped a lot. Like, I feel like he probably did a lot of, like, making her feel comfortable and probably having kind of, like, a father-daughter relationship anyway. And all the shots were, like, long takes. Mm-hmm. And that was just making my heart sing because I was yeah. like, you guys are just hanging out. And I think, like, their body language towards each other was so, like, special in the way that they were, like, would kind mm-hmm. of cuddle, but not really. And, like, I don't know. It was just so sweet. Yeah. Another thing that I, like, loved about that movie that I feel like I haven't really seen before is just seeing, like, a single parent navigating being a parent and, like, taking care of this child while, like, he's also clearly going through his own shit. And that one shot just kind of, like, sums it up when he's in the bathroom trying to, like, get his cast off. And he's clearly, like, very frustrated. And she's on the other side of the wall, has no idea that he's frustrated, and she's just talking about random, like, kid stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he's going through it and, like, almost crying. And she's just like, 
talk about stuff. Like, it was so nuanced. And it's just like, dang, our parents are people too, and they go through stuff, and we probably had no idea. So I just thought that that was done so well. And I, that was just something I'd never really seen expressed in a movie before. Oh, my number four is Top Gun Maverick. Yay! That's my number two. Oh my gosh. Okay, amazing. <laughs> Is it on your list? It's not it's not on my list, but I loved it. Okay. I this is just like one of my favorite things about movies are that they are larger than life. Like it takes all the best parts of life and puts them right in front of you in a way that your life could never actually turn out to be. But because it's a movie, this can be true. And that's how I felt the whole time watching this. I was like, I'm just so satisfied by how huge it is. And obviously Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise and that's amazing. But Miles Teller like deserves all the attention that he got from this movie because he was amazing. It had all the right nostalgic points of like playing the oh. piano and what is the song? Uh, great great balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and yes, yeah, like the beach scene of course, like so amazing. Did it? Like Paramount or something released like an hour long version of that scene. <laughs> I don't know. I but swear I saw like, that somewhere. It maybe it was a joke, but I hope it was true. But this, this is the type of movie that brought people back to the theaters, and this mm-hmm. is the type of movie that, like, I'm weird and I go see movies in the theater like five times. I like them, yeah, but like normal right. people don't really do that, and normal people were doing that for this movie. Yeah. Oh my god, my mom. Saw it, like, five times in the theater. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, every other day, she was like, I'm bringing Kathy to go see Top Gun. And I was like, mom, you saw that three times this week. Yeah, yeah. Which I will say, Elvis kind of did that, too. Even though that's a very, like, some people love it, some people hate it, maybe. But, like, my grandparents do nothing, and they went and saw that movie, like, four times. So, same effect. But I love movies that can do that, too. And it's just, like, fun summer vibes. Perfect time to release it. Loved it. Yeah, I think it was so fun and just like the epitome of cinema like the theater mm-hmm. experience and my dad and I for my second watch and his first we saw it in 40x which is like the shaking chairs oh and, gosh, I didn't know that was and it just like <laughs> it was the perfect movie to see in 40x like I felt like I was Tom Cruise's an aviator pilot yeah I was in that <laughs> plane with him and I was just riding it out all the highs and the lows. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, I saw this tweet that, like, honestly, I agree with. I, I'm not totally dissing on Marvel movies, but, and Avatar is, like, on my, like, if I had an honorary mention list, Way of Water was beautiful, and I loved it, and I cried. But I think, and this is what the person said, like, it's wild that Avatar, Way of Water, and Top Gun Maverick were, like, the two highest grossing films of last year Mm -hmm. yet these are sequels that like took their time and crafted it well for the audience whereas like marvel didn't like they just pump movies out Mm -hmm. yeah and And it's not going well for them right it just (laughs) goes to show like take a step back and like take your time crafting something actually beautiful that people will want to come out and see and on that note, why w- we said this the other day, but why have we seen the Shazam trailer for like a year? Oh my god! 
I'm so tired. Like they keep pushing it back, and I'm so like, take the trailer off. Yeah, <laughs> push it back. Cancel the release, in my opinion. But yeah. let's get down to business. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, it's a good trailer. The but needle I hate drop it. goes hard. The needle drop <laughs> of Eminem goes hard. But yeah, yes. when he goes, it's all about family. <laughs> I always, I, I always mock you. I was gonna say, should we just redo the trailer? Yeah, right here I right could now. right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's man. Cool. I love my life. <laughs> I just threw a truck at a dragon. Yeah. Um. Okay. I also love Top Gun. <laughs> it's just, it's great. Yeah. Nice. Also, I loved how, like, much they did practically, like with all of the stuff, them actually being in the jets and stuff, shooting it that way. Mm-hmm. I just think. That that's like extremely impressive. Yeah. Um, and Miles Teller. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Oh, and one thing, one of my friends just watched this again recently with her uncle, who was actually a pilot in the Navy, and he was like, "This is annoying because like none of this could ever actually happen. Like you, you would die if you flew this close <laughs> to the ground going this fast, whatever." And I was like, "That's the point. Like, yeah, he was supposed to die, but he didn't because he's the best in the world. So you're also, just jealous. He's just like um, details too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's camp. Exactly. <laughs> True. Um, okay. Am I saying my number four? Uh-huh. Okay, my number four is The Fablements. Oh, we well, about. then you just skip it. Love it. <laughs> okay, my number three is RRR. Let's talk about it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Well, who do you want to ask for their opinion first? Because we have a completely <laughs> different... You go. I want to hear the good <laughs> I loved it. Um, clearly I loved it. It was... Maybe give her, like, a little, like, spiel of... Okay, so it's about... It's about two pretty best friends. Um, they're essentially like on opposite ends of like the political spectrum. It's set in like 1920s India, and one of them were is like not a cop, but like in the military or something, working for yes. the British government. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is like a freedom fighter, like essentially completely against the government, and like I, I think it's the British government. But they basically like become best friends without knowing like who each other is because they're both kind of like famous on their sides for being like they're like the strongest the bravest people like the leaders of their two different like groups um but yeah they become friends and they have like fun dance scenes it's so good and it's just like super action-packed and super camp <laughs> like gravity somehow doesn't apply to them when they're like fighting or dancing like they have superhuman strength. It's just very over the top. It's like Bollywood. Like there's a lot of singing, dancing, just like crazy over the top stuff. Um, but I thought it was so good. I was like watching it and I was just like giggling because I was like, I don't know what else to do. This is just so good. Um, and even the fact that it was three hours, like didn't bother me. Because there was definitely a part, probably like an hour and a half in, where I was like, it could end right here, but I'm fine if it doesn't, and it didn't, and it just got even like bigger and crazier. But also, it's so heartfelt because it's just like these two like grown men who are just like best friends and will do anything for each other. I had a hard time with it. I I did think that it was like really fun. I understand why people love it. I wish it would have only been an hour and a half long. I did love the bromance. I did love the dancing. But I guess I just, like, didn't buy in enough early on enough to be like, let's do it for three hours. You know? Yeah. So the length was my number one issue with it. 
but I'm not a hater. I'm just kind of like not a lover. I think you do really have to like just like buy into it and be like, I'm here for it this. It was kind of like everything everywhere all at once. Okay, not to spoil, but like. Remember when I rated it like three and a half and you texted me like this is a crime or whatever? Yes, like I think it was wrong. a similar thing. Like I didn't buy in enough and be okay with like the weirdness to be like this is the best thing ever. So it's on me again. So it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I co- I completely understand. Like why is he like running around in the forest fighting a tiger and like flying through the air? Because yeah. that's how <laughs> badass he is. Yeah. And that was kind of like both of their character intros. Because the military guy had that where like where he fought like ten thousand people at once just to arrest this one guy, and so that was seeing like his strength, his discipline on his side, and then but he and the other guy was just like so like physically powerful, but also not as well. It's like the first scene in the movie, but he like killed the tiger, um, and he's like, I'm sorry, like I'm doing this for like selfish reasons, like obviously also has a part and cares about like living beings and like nature and how things should be. I love those character intros because it does actually set up what their like priorities are and what their strengths are. That's true. Yeah, that's helping me appreciate it. Do you want to watch it again? No. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I actually can't. I think you should go again. Okay. My number two. Is everything everywhere all at once? <laughs> that's my number one. It was my number one for so long, and then the one that's my number one for now. <laughs> um, it definitely is another one that, like, like you were saying, you have to like buy into it and just be like, I accept everything that's happening in this movie, and I, I completely did. Like, I ate it up so much, and I saw it with my boyfriend at the time, and whenever we got out of it, he was like three stars and I was like no we have to go talk about this mm-hmm. right now because I think he was kind of the same as you he was like I get it I appreciate it but it was just a lot mm-hmm. and I was like yeah like that's the beauty of it upon rewatch I did like it more I'll say okay. um I watched it with my dad and my brother on vacation and like kind of I think I was like rooting for it a little bit to be like you guys probably think it's crazy too but like come on like it's actually good um, so that made me like it more because I think I had to like advocate for it, and I think that I just didn't buy in early enough. And I did cry the first time I saw it. I do think it's like so touching. Yeah. But I think it was like, like with white noise. Also, we felt this way of like it was trying to take this like huge big life meaning theme and like say something insightful about it, and it like did, but kind of like not enough for me to be like this is the best thing I've ever seen. My only five star movie of twenty twenty two. As it is. Um, I just loved it so much. I said this in my letterbox review, but it just reminded me of all of my favorite movies. Like mm-hmm. just little bits of everything. Like especially when I was watching a lot of the like action sequences, it reminded me a little bit of Scott Pilgrim versus the World. True. Um obviously you have the guy from Goonies. Mm-hmm. It's just and just the fact that he, this is like his first thing in forever, and he just yeah. knocked it out of the yeah. park. Yeah, it was perfect. He's, like, he's winning awards, like, left and right, and he deserves all of them. I agree, but I also wish there was more hype for Michelle. Like, she's yeah. been getting nominated, but has not been receiving anything, which mm-hmm. just makes me sad. Who's winning it all, Kate? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I resolved Tar, honestly. I so. just, like, Tar was good. Um, I think, Kate, like, it is just, like, Kate's movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. And her performance was great. Stellar. But, like, yeah, she just, she just is. Yeah. But everything everywhere. I mean, like, just everything is so beautiful. And I think it was one of the best trailers of the year, just because I feel like this year was so bad for trailers. They just gave away too much. But this one, I, I think I watched the trailer once before going into it. And I was like, I have no clue what this is about. Same. But I'm here for it. It looks Same. colorful and fun and went in and was just completely swept away. My favorite scene, personally, is when the mother and daughter are rocks and it's just like <laughs> ha, 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 I ha, have ha. I have a poster of that. It's under there because I haven't hung it up yet, but I have that poster. I know, uh, and it's just the rocks. It just says oh. <laughs> That's my Twitter header. I love that. <laughs> I, I just love that. I love that scene. Everybody does so well. Like it's honestly a crime. I have not rewatched it since I saw it. Like I early either. on in the year I, last year. I think about it like daily. Because I'm like I want to rewatch it but I because the thing is, it's not only, like, my favorite movie of 2022, but it's probably in my, like, top 30 movies of all time. Yeah, that this was another movie that, like, made me laugh a ton, mm-hmm. but I was also crying a ton. Mm-hmm. And, like, that scene with The Rocks, while I was watching it, I was like, why am I crying at these rocks with mm-hmm. no sound, and they're just, like, rocks just, like, kind of scooching closer to each other? Like, it's so good. Um, but also, Kihi Kwan, I would die for him, I think. He's just the most genuine, like, sweet person ever, and I obviously loved him in the Goonies and Indiana Jones. Just his story of how he stopped acting because there weren't roles for him mm-hmm. as, like, this young Asian kid. Yeah. And he, I think he, he started working, like, behind the camera, right? Like, stunts and yeah. choreography and stuff. Um. And he did that for so long. And he was like, I told myself that I just, like, didn't want to act anymore. But, like, I really did. I just didn't have, like, the opportunities. He just talked about, like, whenever he wanted to get back into it. And I think it was his wife was like, are you, like, prepared to be, like, rejected all the time? Because that's what acting is. I I listened to, like, an interview with him. And just, like, him speaking just makes me cry. Because he's just so positive after Hollywood had just, like, kind of shit on him for so long. And he's just still positive and he's so appreciative and doesn't understand why everybody like loves him so much it's just like sir look at yourself yeah. <laughs> like and he's like the entire insane. like symbol of hope in the movie yeah like it's about to end like being like nothing matters and we just need to like you can die tomorrow and it's whatever yeah but then like he's like no and the last thing i'll say about the movie is that like i just haven't seen anybody have to be like that creative because like jumping from all the different universes you do like the most absurd things but then they all like match up in different ways and like come back around like throughout the whole movie and you're like oh my gosh like this is insane yeah. so I really did appreciate that part of that. I also want to mention Stephanie Pursue, the daughter she's so good the only I'd only seen her in the Marvelous Miss Basil and like her character was pretty like surface level like not really fleshed out but she was so good in this movie and i don't know if you guys see the post of her audition and it's it's, it's so good it's so good is it like a certain part of the movie that she's doing or just she's doing yeah. like a monologue yeah 
where she's it's just one of the monologues where she's talking to the mom, I think. And I think she's like an alternate version of herself, mm-hmm. but you need to watch it. It's so good. Okay. And she also is getting like little recognition. For yeah. Her role, which yeah. is really sad. Because she is pretty much the focus of it, I would say, like the center yeah. of the film. Okay, my number three is the Batman. Um, I saw this movie while I was in Spain. It was one of the first movies I saw of the year, and I just, like, haven't stopped thinking about it since then. Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Colin Farrell, like, amazing stars that it cast. And it this movie was also very long, but it was another movie where I was like, I don't care. And, like, I left, and I was like, I felt like I was only in there for ten minutes because I was, like, on the edge of my seat the entire time. I think the way that it plays with, like, physical light and darkness is so interesting because those are, like, themes of the movie, but also, like, then Robert Pattinson is Batman walking through this, like, dark tunnel, but, like, shooting the gun, and then it's, like, light around him, and it's, like, really visually interesting to me, too. So I just thought they knocked it out of the park, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, this would definitely make my top ten. It was, like, it was... In the shuffling of my top five, it was in there a few times, but I think for them to break out of such an oversaturated market of superhero films, like, they just went above and beyond with this one. I think, like, people that don't care about superhero films really enjoyed it because it's just a good, well-put-together movie. And I just That's really true because it. I don't really like Marvel movies, but I thought this was amazing. Yeah, it's great. And Batman's always been like my favorite superhero. So to see him in this light and like the emo Batman that our Pats did, I just I ate it up. The Nirvana cover. Yes. Like something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. So the way they took that and now that needle drop like I will never hear that song and not think of that film like to be able to do that it's just I have never been like a big DC girl never really see I've seen like the Dark Knight but I've never really been into like Batman or Superman or anything um so I have to admit I didn't really care (laughs) about the movie itself like I walked out and I was just like it was good but then, like, again, I saw it with my boyfriend at the time, and he was like, that, you don't understand, like, how amazing, and I was just like, yeah, it was good, and I think, I think it was Greg Frazier, who was a cinematographer, who also did, like, Dune, so, like, I knew him going into it, so that was kind of the thing I was most excited for, because that's all I knew, um, and I definitely wasn't disappointed with the cinematography and stuff, but I don't really have that much to say about it, because it's okay, I thought it was good. Yeah, and my two is Alpha Sun, and my one was Banshee, so I'm done. Cool. Yeah, my two is Top Gun, and my one is Oh, so we did them all. Yeah. Okay, I feel like our next categories will kind of go faster, so that's probably yeah. good, yeah. because <laughs> I don't know how long we've been talking, but it's kind of been a Are while. Are you editing this? I thought you were, because I don't pay for yeah, Adobe currently. Yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> okay, are we starting with the top five non Number five. This is, like, not really in any particular order, because I love them all, but Number five is Shiva Baby. Mm. Okay, she, I watched, I watched I've never that for the first time this last year. Rachel Sinnott, I love her. She's amazing. Wait, is I she in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? Yes. That's why we talked about it. You haven't seen yes. that either, right? No, I have not seen it. It's so good. Um, And she got famous off an old vine. Wait, no way. Wait, yes. I love that. Yeah. I think I knew that. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what vine was it? 
It's her. Man, I always it's forget the like, quote. But she's like wearing this tank top and she's like talking about oh, LA. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. I love Rachel Sennett. This was like, I don't know why I do this to myself, but I love like secondhand embarrassment movies. And this was just like the epitome <laughs> yeah, of that. Yeah. It's just chaos. And I love like single setting movies. Same. She's in the same house. Like, oh, yep. so good. Recommend. The Witch. A24, Robert Eggers film, yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy, I believe her first feature oh, film. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Which it's wild, because she got, she got some Disney part, and she denied it for The Witch, which honestly just completely changed the trajectory of her yeah, career. Yeah. But Wait, I, did she do Emma before that, or after? After. Okay. But she is just incredible in everything she does, and especially that. Annie Hall... Woody Allen flick. We hate him. And it is, the thing about Woody Allen is it's very difficult to separate the art from the artist because he puts himself in a majority of his films. But it's so good. And like, Diane Keaton is just brilliant. It's like kind of a love story, but kind of like an anti-love story. Now the next two may be shocking. (laughs) Okay, I'm ready. The Godfather like, shocking that you've never done that before? Yes. Okay. No, I... This, yeah, that's so... Good. Let me just it's aside so tangent. This is, like, the thing about being a girl who loves movies. Like, every boy is like, that's the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I yeah. was raised on that. I've seen it when I, the first time when I was 10. Yeah. And, like, we just don't care that much. It just wasn't... It was never a priority for me. Yeah. Except one day I was like, I feel like I could dedicate three hours to, like, finally cranking out this movie. Uh-huh. Um, it, it is perfect. Like... Yeah. It's great, but would it ever be one of my, like, top five? No. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie, but it's, like, not my traditional style. Yeah. But I respect it so much because of, like, all all the things it has impacted. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, I did just go on my little tangent about how much I love Spielberg, but I had never seen Jaws before. And that movie <laughs> is so perfect. <laughs> I love it so much. I saw Jaws for the first time in COVID when they were, like, showing, like, older movies at the theater Mm -hmm. because nothing new was coming out. Mm -hmm. I went and saw it with a friend, and we both left, and we were like, that movie could have been 30 minutes long. Like, I'm not going to lie. I respected it, (laughs) but I was just like... Okay. I also wish we saw it when it came out in 1975. No, same. Right. Same. It I was talked... actually a, a blockbuster. Like, yeah. you stand on the corner of the street to get yeah. it. It would have changed my life. Totally. Like, honestly, yeah. I don't know if I'm blind, but I did not think the CGI was that bad. <laughs> People hate on it a lot, but, like, think about it. 1975, that's pretty... pretty yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I... Wrote down six because I couldn't decide, but I will decide now. Okay, Spirited Away. Yeah, of course. Perfection. I don't know why. I think the only Studio Ghibli movie I'd seen before that was Howl's Moving Castle. And I loved it. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know why I never watched any more. But I went on a little kick this year and Spirited Away was just insanely beautiful. (laughs) So, (laughs) my friends Charlie and Barrett were talking about how they watched Howl's Moving Castle for the first time. I've never seen it. But we decided it's going to be anime winter, so join in. I will. (laughs) Howl's is so good. Howl's is my personal favorite studio. It's so good. Um, Okay, my number five is Sicario. You 
you guys seen it? Mm-hmm. It's Denis Villeneuve. It's Roger Deakins. Wow. It's Emily Blunt. What? Okay. okay. I've never even heard Josh of it. Brolin. Wow. I think this is my watch this Yeah. I only watched it because of Roger Deakins because I love him. But I was just like, I didn't expect to love it as much as I did because it is like an FBI movie. It's essentially an FBI team goes into, from the U.S., goes into Mexico for, like, some sort of, like, drug war that they have to take down. But it was just so good. So, highly recommend. Um, My number four, or my number three, is In the Mood for Love. I also watched that for the first time last year. I loved it. It's really good. It was so good. I also watched, I think it's the same director, I watched um, Chunking Express this morning. I saw that. Oh, I watched that for the first time last year. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Look at this. Um, but yeah, so honorable mention for that one. But yeah, I just like loved it. Just the cinematography. It's just like so like slow and so just like in the moment. Um, and it's just beautiful. And I love Tony Tony Leon. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number two is Paddington. <laughs> okay, I've never seen either of the Paddington. I highly recommend. What was that? I don't know. Like <laughs> I just feel like you can't say that as your answer. Why? I've never seen it either, but like, let's unpack is it. Why not, Megan? Is it actually like the second best movie that you saw for the first time this year? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't get it. It's so good, but especially the Brits love Paddington. Is it? Is like, James Corden in the? Oh, that's the. That, oh, I'm thinking of the Peter Rabbit movies. I think actually. Don't think about that. So I, I for, forgive me because. <gasps> think about I, I support you now. <laughs> um no, it's just it's so good. I watched both of them like back to back, and it's just so like <clears throat> sweet and heartfelt, and it just says so much about like family and being an outsider, and it probably sounds dumb from the outside because it's just a little like CGI bear who like. Goes around in a little hat and like eats marmalade, but it is like it's actually just like so heartwarming and like. Uh, Wait, that's what I thought of the, about the Christopher Robin movie that came out like I never three years ago or whatever. Um, so I highly recommend Paddington. Both, okay. both of them. I think Paddington Two is probably better. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I've heard. It's a pa- like it has one of the highest Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's awesome. I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's like overwhelmingly like five stars. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> that's like right. it's not just me. Yeah. <laughs> my number one is 12 Angry Men. Okay. Have you guys seen it? Yes. It's on my watch list ever since you talked about it. I, first of all, it's Sidney Lament, and I read his book about making movies, and I was like, this man really knows what he's talking about. I loved his book, but I've never seen any of his movies. Um, and, like, obviously in his book, he'd, like, referenced his movies before, so I was aware of them, but never watched them. It's, like, pretty much just dialogue. And is it all in that one room? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, like, real time. It's the whole time. It's just, like, this jury of 12 men talking about the case and coming to a conclusion. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I love that it's just all, like, in real time. What like, movies did you just, just say that about? Oh, Show the Baby. Yeah, yeah, because I was gonna. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, should have been telling her. I was gonna bring up the whale during that. I don't really want to talk about the whale, honestly. Neither. But um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I did. I did appreciate that. That was all in one space because I haven't seen anything like that in a while. Yeah. My number five is. It's really called Todo Todo sobre mi madre. If we're speaking Spanish, mm-hmm. but it's all about my mother. And I actually watched this for a an assignment when I studied abroad in my Spanish film class. And 
It's a movie by Pedro Almodovar, and he was just in like a influential figure in this big like arts movement in Spain. And so I just know a lot about it for some reason. Because well, not for some reason because I had to do this project about it. Um, but it's a very interesting take on like femininity. Is that a word? Femin, yeah. femininity. Yeah, femininity. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I had just never seen anything like, anything like it before. Like, that's, it was just so, I guess, groundbreaking to me because of, like, the colors. It's so, like, exciting, and it's honestly really sad, and Penelope Cruz is in it, and so it's just a great watch. My number four is Manchester by the Sea, and it just hurts. Like, I actually don't think I've ever seen a sadder movie in my whole life. And, like, there's not a happy ending. It's just, I watched it on a plane, and I was like, how am I supposed to move on now? But I think we needed to, um, first of all, give some credit to Casey Affleck, because... The scene of him in the police station is, like, burning. Yes. Have you seen it, Bonnie? No, I haven't. Okay. I just feel like Ben Affleck is, like, people love him, and that's great. Because of Good Will Hunting and, like, me too. Casey Affleck was in that too. <laughs> yes. And then Casey in this movie, like, I don't know. It's just, like, how can you act like that? <laughs> how yeah. can you pretend to be this person, like, who's so awful and so sad and just his relationship to the son, who's not his son. So it's just, and it's kind of, like, boring and it just feels like real life so i loved it um was there michelle williams in that too honestly i don't remember i probably walked it out (laughs) okay (laughs) um okay my number three is before sunrise aka the whole trilogy because collective gas yeah (gasps) i had never seen it before and it's just yeah like it does everything right in terms of like meeting a stranger on a public transportation in Europe and then falling in love. Like, that's everybody's dream, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think I kind of said this earlier, but just the way that, like, like the long takes, again, like, that just always does it for me. Like, I would just watch a movie full of long takes only. Yeah. Um, and the way that they just, like, their conversations are, like, conversations that I want to have with my friends. And, like, I kind of felt like I was part of them when I was listening to them. And it's just very, like, it's, I think that, like, it's so hard to make a movie about being in love. Because, like, every movie's about being in love. But this just felt so different than every other, like, romantic movie I've seen before. It feels the most organic to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it has me convinced that, like, I'll sit next to a stranger on a train and fall in love. And, like, no yeah. other movie, like, typically I watch romance movies especially rom-coms and I'm like this is just not my life and yes, this would never yeah, happen totally. but the before trilogy I'm like and I've never rooted for any two people to break up with their significant others then know, in the second exactly. film I'm like <laughs> exactly feel like a terrible person but like this has to happen yes. yeah um was that you watched all three of them right yes so was before sunrise your favorite out of all of them honestly I kind of like the second one more I don't remember what that one's called. Before Sunset. Sunset. Okay. Kind of for that reason. Because they, like, are in love, but they're not supposed to be. Yeah. So then you're ready for it. And they can't, like, kiss or, like, touch each other or anything. But they're still, like, so in love. And that's, like, a really 
special thing to see also. Um, okay, my number two is The Shining. Oh, I had never seen it before. I, I watched this for the first time this year too. Okay. That's why I didn't put it on my list because I knew you had it. Yeah, now it's like one of my actually favorite movies of my whole life. Right. Like, it's in my top 10. Shelley Duvall did not get the respect she deserved for this movie. Yeah. And honestly, wait, is his Tom, what's his name? Tom Jagnificent. I was going to call him Tom. Tom Hanks. Tom Nicholas. I don't know Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was great in the show. <laughs> okay. Jack Nicholas kind of annoys me. Nicholson kind of annoys me just like as an actor again. Like he, I don't know, like he's just supposed to kind of be like, a love interest a lot of the time, and I don't think that he's like good at it. <laughs> I, don't know. I think that's fair. Um, he gives me like would awkwardly approach me in a restaurant in a creepy manner. Yeah, like yeah, that's exactly what I mean. <laughs> so I don't like that he's like the star because he's just kind of unlikable. But I think he's. But that works. It works really no, in, well in, in this role. This movie for yes. sure, but in yeah. every other movie, I'm like, I'm annoyed by you. Yeah, yeah. and he does several romance ones. Yeah, in terms Doesn't of endearment, I'm like, yeah. no, you shouldn't like him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, just like the filmmaking itself is obviously incredible, and the camera movement and the sets and the outfits and the colors, I just was like. Yeah, all. I had to watch it for an uh, assignment for one of my like cinema studies classes, and we had to write something about it. And I wrote like two pages about the colors. It was only supposed to be like two paragraphs, <laughs> and I was like, I have to keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, my number one is Come On, Come On, and this is like maybe one of my favorite movies ever as well. Um, <gasps> I need to. I okay, know. I love walking. So. Yeah, you have to. It just, it just also feels very real, and I, I love when movies are, like, from kids' perspectives, too, because I think just, like, you know, the more you grow up, the more refreshing it is to be around, like, childlike personalities, um, and kind of similar to After Sun or Before Sunrise, just, like, two people spending time together, and the way that it changes them, um, and the way that they, like, care about each other is amazing, and I love that it's in black and white. And I love that he's recording all these high school kids and asking them what they think about stuff and giving people a voice. And he is, like, just what this kid needs, like, in the time of his life that is happening. So it's perfect yeah. for me. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I love the specific black and white that he uses, too, because it feels very, like, flat. Like, the whites are almost gray. Mm -hmm. And for some, like, it's just not high contrast at all. So it, it's really just, like, you're just like paying attention to what's happening like that's kind of all there is um but i was drinking red wine when i watched this so i was naturally like crying oh i cried a lot <laughs> but i think i would have cried a lot like otherwise mm -hmm. but mike mills the director mm -hmm. he has another movie called 20th century Women. Mm -hmm. so it is, good it's one of my top movies like ever um i just wanted to mention that because yeah. it's just i just love it's that just so much and he is just I also did buy the A24 book where instead of having oh. a photographer on set to, to, to like do stills, he mm -hmm. hired this French artist who just like drew during the scenes and like drew pictures that are like stills essentially and he's like colored pencils and it's amazing. That's so, really cool. I'll have to show you guys. <laughs> okay, 2023, the movies of 2023. 
I, like, okay, let's say overall, like, how excited are we for the year? Very I'm excited. excited. Okay. I'm I was, like, struggling coming up with just, like, five. There's just so many that I'm actually so excited for. Yeah, so I, what I basically did, I kept two, because they're, like, two of my most passionate, but I saw your list, and I was like, I'm going to do something a little different. Okay. Yeah, just so we're the yeah, just <laughs> for me to be here. Yes, you should. Okay, number five is Wonka. Um, not just because it's a, a Timothy Chalamet flick. I love him to death. I'm his biggest fan. But also, like, I grew up watching Willy Wonka and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. and just worshipped them. Mm-hmm. Like, just oh, it's just so fascinating. And like, now that we're getting a prequel, I'm like very excited to see what kind of route they take. Also, is it a musical? Yeah, I was going to say, I think he, it's a musical. Right? He does He does at least sing once because they played a clip at some festival of him, like, singing. I don't know if it's going to be the whole thing. I kind of hope it's not, but I'll be interested. Yeah. Number four, Mario. I am so <laughs> excited for this. It's been a long time coming. I think Illumination was the perfect studio to take this on it looks stunning my only beef and i think this is everybody's beef why when you have mario like everybody is gonna come out (laughs) for this movie regardless of who's on the docket why do we need to have chris pratt honestly jack black is great like he sounds great as bowser from the clips we've seen but like i love Anya taylor joy but like i didn't need her why not give like incredible voice actors a spotlight yeah. Because people are going to come out and see Mario no matter who's true voicing. Yeah. So I think it was just a missed opportunity. But yeah. I'm Maybe still excited. Like, why doesn't Mario have an Italian accent? Like, it's just a Chris Pratt little white dude. So this is also on my list. <laughs> and I felt kind of stupid putting it. So I'm yeah. so glad that you said that. Because yeah. I'm actually so excited. That's my biggest beef, too. It's just It just sounds like Chris Pratt. And I don't really like Chris Pratt that much. <laughs> exactly. So I feel like that's going to be an issue. And I agree with the casting. I remember when the casting came out, somebody tweeted, they were like, it's like they just Googled celebrities yeah. and just put all of them on. <laughs> yeah. Or like Googled like actor or something and just put all of them on <laughs> the cast. Um, but I I think everybody else sounds really good. It's just Chris Pratt. Yeah. Also, it's giving Wreck-It Ralph in the best way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, a little yeah. bit. That's one of my favorite animated movies like mm-hmm. of recent or years yeah and the trailer just reminded me of it for some reason i can't really put my finger on it but it that's what made me made me excited about it too i would like to clarify that i love wanting to enjoy just to put that out there again in case she's listening <laughs> i, I had no no beef against her i just want her to know that or i'll get really upset thinking about it but i do think she sounds good but i just like would really like like these smaller voice actors to get a shot no i think i think that's fair also, did you guys ever see the Angry Birds movie? No. Because, like... You did? No, I, no, I didn't. But I'm just thinking, <laughs> like... the date <laughs> The premiere. Um, like, the idea of turning a video game into a movie, like, has it been done before? Yes. Has it been done well? I don't know. But this feels like... The, like, if it's going to be Mario, it has to be done well. Because it's, yeah. like, the biggest video game of all time. I was also kind of, like... How has this not happened before? Because mm-hmm. I was like, I like grew up on Mario and stuff, like all the different Mario games, 
And I never even thought about a movie until, like, I saw the trailer and I was like, holy shit, like, this makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, why hasn't this happened before? So they have the really old, like, live-action Mario, which I watched as a child. It's, like, not canon, so it doesn't really matter in the world, but it's fun. It's (laughs) very camp. Um, Yeah. Highly recommend. They're just, like, living their plumber lives. Aw, okay. (laughs) And I love it. That version of it probably is I do, I want to say, too, like, from the trailers I've seen, I like that Princess Peach is not, like, the damsel in distress. Like, she's carrying her own. It's more like Luigi is the damsel. (laughs) It's just really fun. And I'm really looking forward to how they're taking that. Okay. Number three. The Scream franchise I am very passionate about. (laughs) And Scream 6, we're going to New York City. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I don't even have words to, like, summarize it. But it's wild, too, because we just got Scream 5 2022, and now we're getting Uh Scream 6 this year. I've been so confused because I was like, have I been seeing this trailer for, like, two years now? Because I think we saw it. Oh, so it was the Scream 5 trailer that you've been seeing, you think? No, it was the Scream 6 trailer. Is that the one? Scream 6 has, the trailer has just started playing. Theater where they're on the subway. Oh, yeah, that was what we saw. And I was like, I feel like I've seen this so many times, but maybe I've just been seeing the Scream 5 one. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, because I was like, I've been seeing Scream trailers for like two years now, and I was so confused about it. I've never seen any of them, so. Me either. I wish I could share your enthusiasm. Well, I can talk enough for all three of us about (laughs) the Scream franchise, but I, it's, it's really cool because this is like, the quickest turnaround since Scream 1 and 2 because like the rest there was like these huge gaps I am very sad because Nev Campbell dropped out of the project she plays Sydney Prescott who's like the main final girl um my personal favorite which I feel like a lot of people are very passionate about it but for good reason she was just not getting paid what she should be getting paid for being like the face of the franchise while I am like Happy that it's kind of like turning into this legacy sequel where fresh faces are coming in. Jen Ortega, she had a hell of a year last year. Mm-hmm. I am sad that she didn't get like a proper write off. Like I kind of wish they would have killed her off, right? Because yeah. that just makes sense for the franchise. But now I'm like curious how they're gonna address it. I guess mm-hmm. since it's in New York, she just won't be there. Mm-hmm. But Courtney Cox will be there, who Ooh. plays Gail Weathers. She's still signed on, so I'm like. Interesting. I'm yeah. I'm interested to see how it's going to play out, but yeah. it's very reminiscent. I'm, I'm just a big horror franchise girl. It's I very reminiscent. Say, like, Bonnie is the horror girl. I have, like, just started being interested in horror movies, like, this past year. Like, is so it I your favorite mind. horror movies? It's my favorite franchise because I think every film is good. Um, I just recently went through the entire Friday the 13th franchise which is a really hefty burden to take on because there are some very bad movies. But this is giving me Jason Takes Manhattan, which (laughs) is just like, some people feel very passionate about it because it's just like very telling of the times. Like, it just looks like straight out of the 80s. Um, And it's just, yeah, Jason Takes Manhattan. And it's so funny because it's just this really... In this film in particular, he is just grimy. He's been in the water. He's, like, dripping. And there's this one scene 
a lot of people use it as like a reaction video but he's like just walking down the subway and nobody's looking at him any oh, different. I think I've seen that. Yeah. That's Jason. And I imagine that's like how they're going to like pull off a ghost face on the subway, which from the trailer or the teaser trailer, it looks like it's going to be like Halloween time. So nobody will question why there's a ghost face on the subway. But very excited. I love it. R.I.P. Wes Craven. Next, like Robin said, this Barbie. Oh, yeah. I just am so excited. I just keep saying that about all of these, but I'm just <laughs> very excited. And the teaser trailer gave me everything I needed. Yes. Like a shot yeah. for shot. Yes, 2001 uh-huh. trailer. Yeah. I loved it. And I think they're like early on marketing, planned or not, like the leaked shots of Margot yep. and Ryan oh, just yeah. like on the streets in costume. Yep. Yeah. They are doing it right. The yeah. roller skates, I like that yes. was living in my head for so long. Yes. I there was like a clip that got released and you can hear Margo's like barking voice and that was enough for me. I was like, Yep, I'm signed on. I mean Greta Gerwig was enough for me. But then that right. clip I was like, Yes. Yes. Greta and Noah, whenever it's combined, will knock it out of the parks. We were talking with about white noise. No. <laughs> we were talking about with white noise how it was hard because they're the best when they write their own stuff yeah and this will be that and so i, I have like, high hopes for it i feel like it's just going to be like Greta. but i'm confused about the musical aspect of this as well because i don't know it just doesn't seem like what they do i don't have answers and i'm fine but there may just be like a me. singer barbie like it may not be that deep you know okay like, hopefully yeah. yeah maybe margo is like tested to be the singing Barbie and then she doesn't make the cut, you know? Yeah, yeah. Something, <laughs> something, yeah. I don't, I, I just, and I, I just, respect I just so know much. that she's so smart that it's going to, like, break down every, like, toxic masculinity. Yeah. Slash, like, yeah. female image of, like, what we're supposed to be. Right. In the smartest way ever that I could never probably even think of. If, yeah, if there was anybody. I hope it is that deep. If, I think it will be. Because, like, if there was anybody else taking on a Barbie movie, I would be so skeptical. But like, Greta Gerwig is like my all-time inspiration. And like, she, I don't think she could ever do anything wrong, just like her as a person and the way that her mind works. I just know that like, it's, it's gonna be important, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And it's just also funny with that, like, I was telling Megan how like half of Hollywood is in her movie like it's such a stacked cast like half of Hollywood is in hers and then the other half is in Oppenheimer right <laughs> like, literally every Hollywood actor is in one of them um so I'm also excited for like all the that different day. like versions <laughs> and that day it's gonna be a big day um we decided we don't think we should do a double feature that day do you what do you think I think I want to if you do it I'll do it <laughs> but I just need to know if y'all yeah. do it I'll do it <laughs> I, but I think I would like to go into Oppenheimer first, you know, because I think it's going to bring my mood down. And totally. Barbie is just going to rock my world and, yeah. like, really I, bring me up. I agree because, like, I don't really care that much about Oppenheimer. So I would want to do that one first so that I can be, like, excited. Okay. But if we see Barbie first, I'll probably come home after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, remember when, before Greta was even attached to the project, like, long, long ago, Amy Schumer was slated to be Barbie. Mm-hmm. Imagine. Imagine. But I think this Barbie is going to be, like, what Olivia Wilde thought she was doing with Don't Worry Darling. 
That's a good way to put it. That's how I envision it. Yeah. I think it will, like, actually work. And again, speaking of Margot, like, this kind of seems like her next, like, biggest thing. Like, she just keeps getting, like, bigger and bigger to me. She's also, like, obviously the perfect casting for Barbie. If it was anybody other than Margot, I would be annoyed at. Like, just some, like, beautiful, skinny, like, blonde girl. Yeah. But I hate how good of an actress she like, also she actually, is. So yes, I'm like, no, it. she actually needs to be Barbie because yeah. she's insanely good. I'm kind of scared that Ryan Gosling's going to give me the ick in this movie. He probably <laughs> will, but I think he's meant to. <laughs> totally, yeah. And that's, like, why I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited for Simu Liu being a kid version. Mm-hmm. Like, I really love yeah. him for some reason, and I'm really excited for that. Mm-hmm. And just all the other, like, Version. Like, I know America Ferreira's like, yeah. oh Barbie right. version. That's like, awesome. there's so many people, but yeah. My number one, my favorite director ever is Wes Anderson. And his film, Asteroid City, is coming out, which talk about stacked cast, but like also all of Wes's projects are stacked. Because I think people just genuinely love working with him. Yeah. Which just says so much. Like, and that's part of why I love him, because I just feel like we would be best friends. <laughs> but I'm excited to see Maya Hawk in like, a larger role. Like, I saw Do Revenge. Did y'all see Do Revenge? Yeah. yeah. It was fun. Like, yeah, she played her role good. well. But I think this is just going to be so different than what she's done before. Yeah, nobody's really giving excited. her this big of a chance, really. Yeah. So, I'm really excited. It's the, it's been, like, I mean, obviously, it's always the year of Nepo Babies. I was just about to say This like... has been, like, the past year has, they've all just exploded. And honestly, yeah. like, I'm fine with it. I would do the same thing. Like, let's yeah. be real. If your parents were famous, you would be out there. But so it's also I don't like, care. that's what the film industry is. Like, mm-hmm. you're in it if you have the opportunity to be in it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they do. Mm-hmm. And good for them. Yeah. Go off. I'm here for it. I, I will watch anything Wes does. I was just telling my friends the other day, I feel like, like, if you look at my letterbox and you see my, like, Wes Anderson ratings, like, don't take it as, like, a rating <laughs> against all the other movies. It's just me rating Wes. Mm. Like a three star West is like somebody else's five, totally. you know. Mm-hmm. So that's my thing. I understand that. Um. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My number five best anticipated movie is Super Mario Bros. We yeah. already talked about it, but it's okay. Um, oh, also one yeah. more thing that I want to say about that is, um, on the Big Picture podcast, they were talking about how, like. Avatar kind of mimics the like video game graphics because of like how they shoot it or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm mad about it. Yes, and so I was just also thinking about how beautiful it looks and being like, I'm so glad it looks like a movie and not like a video game. Yeah, and that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, um, that was one of the most annoying things about Avatar. They just kept switching the frame. And we didn't talk like, about Way of Water because it was not in anybody's top five, but it was my six, I'll just say. Yeah, it like, was definitely. I loved it and I cried a lot and I was blown away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my number four is Creed 3. I'm okay. so excited. I love the first two. Um, Obviously, it's a Rocky movie without Rocky, so that's going to be interesting. Um, but also Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. Yes. So oh. excited. Also, what's the um, the guy's name that's in it? Oh. Like the little villain guy? Yes. Not little, but yeah. The big villain. <laughs> the giant villain yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm totally going to. He's, in all the he's, movies now. 
Yeah. Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. Yeah. He, I, like, just because of him, I'm like, I don't know how this movie's gonna go because he's so jacked and his character just seems so angry. So I'm like, there's no way that he's, like he's gonna, gonna kill gonna somebody. Win. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just really interested in, um, in that. Could it be a big... Yeah. Also, I'm, like, when I envision him, I picture him in the last black man in San Francisco and he's, like, a pretty, he's a softie in that. So and soft. so, like, <laughs> thinking about yeah. him, like, beating on Michael B. Jordan <laughs> he was, is so like, funny. ripped for this movie, yeah. though. Like, he's huge. Um, okay, my number three is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I was going, I was going to put it, I was going to put it, yes. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I mean, the first one was, like, one of the best animated movies ever made. Ever, yes. So, Obviously, I feel like everybody who's seen that one is excited for this one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I had a side note. Yeah. Did y'all see Puss in Boots: The Last Wish? No, I want to though. Like this I is gonna really bring me to tears. I feel so passionate about this. <laughs> you film. are literally. Yes, yeah. I feel I, so I passionate. It. it like there wasn't a lot of competition last year. Let's be real, but it. I also haven't seen Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I didn't like it. Okay. Okay, that's fine. I haven't. But whenever I say it was, like, the best animated film of last year, people bring up that film. Mm -hmm. But, guys, it was literally Puss in Boots across the Spider-Verse. I know. (laughs) Across the Kitty-Verse. Like, the fight sequences were insane. It was so beautifully done. Like, I never saw the first one, but I heard this was completely different. It was a four and a half for me. I'm Do we know what kind of animation so this is called? Like Spider Verse mm-hmm. and this. Like I don't know. what no, the, there's like the be technique. A style name, yeah, but... like I don't know. I don't even know if there is because that's really not been done. Like mm-hmm. Spider, like Spider Verse. It's like every other frame they've taken out, so it's kind of like it's like comic booky mm-hmm. if it was like a motion picture. But yeah. also feels very like it pulled inspo from like old anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so that. because like in my film classes in college, we learned about like different types of animation, and I yeah, just like yeah. don't know what you would call this. Yeah, I don't either. Um, yeah, but see, boots right now. <laughs> Can we go see it? Yeah, Bonnie, do you still have Real Unlimited? Or I did get unlimited. Okay, I have been not asking you to go see movies because I thought it was going to be expensive for your life. No. But since it's free, no. we're all going together. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Real okay. Unlimited girlies. <laughs> okay, my number two. Part two. Okay, yes. yes. That's also that's in my top ten. There's just so many. There are so many. Um, but yeah, obviously I feel like this movie will be more exciting than the first. Just because in the book, like the second half is when all the action like really happens. Mm-hmm. Um Zendaya will obviously be in it more. Everybody who's upset that she's and Florence Pugh and Austin and, Butler. Yes, and Florence Pugh and Austin Butler. I'm so excited to see them. And so, Leah Sadu, both insane. I don't know how to say that. Well, I'll see. I'll see more. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I'm just so excited. About Dune, I loved the first one we saw we together. Saw it. <laughs> and Bonnie was just kind of confused after, which I respect. Yeah. Because I read the book right before we went to see it, so I was like, yes that was amazing and she was like nothing happened yeah um but like i guess like plot aside like everything is right also about that movie it's beautiful the score is amazing the acting is great yeah i also have to say like the casting 
is so spot on. Uh-huh. Like it was like when I saw the trailer, I was like, this is actually exactly how I imagined every character to look when I was reading it. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like shocked because I was like, even um, what's his name in the book who they cast as a female in the movie, the like Fremen like guide person. I'm forgetting her name. Okay. Anyway, she's great. And like in the book, her character is a man. But I was still like, this is actually perfect. Oh, though. I know you're talking about. I don't know. I'm name blanking yeah. on the name. But but yeah. So just the casting itself was just like perfect. And the acting was just perfect. And just knowing already what's gonna happen in the next movie, I it just like it's so entertaining. And so I'm just excited to watch it because yeah. it's gonna be a fun and, story. And they just like pulled it off so well just like the world building and stuff mm-hmm. I was like I would have thought that that was impossible mm-hmm. and it was kind of known as like the like impossible adaptation because the last Dune movie was flopped bad and everybody was white which literally made no sense <laughs> if you know like the themes of the book mm-hmm. but I was just so impressed um and it had so much potential to just be like Star Wars-y but yeah. it was so, like, elevated from that. Yeah, yeah. It was just so good. And, like, yeah, sound design. Like, seeing it in the theater. Just, like, okay. Um, and then my number one is Barbie. Yay. Love. Five. When you finish saving the world. Oh, sign I, I, you. I, That's I, coming yeah. soon. Okay, yes. And the thing this is... This is the Finn Wolfhard. Yes. yes. This, I think within the next five years, A24 is going to be huge. They're going to still make, like really amazing things and not feel like every other studio but they're just gaining so much traction and making so many like things that do so well and are such big names that i'm excited for them because even when we went to go see the whale it is an a24 movie but all the trailers i was like wow they're like releasing a lot this year and it'll be exciting to see what they do but it's cool because they're like i mean big studios do this but it's cool to see a smaller studio do this like they both produce and also distribute mm-hmm. so they wear many hats and the okay. way they're able to do it so well and like every film is so different mm-hmm. it just constantly and just like their branding and stuff mm-hmm. like I know. they just get it. like i have like h24 <laughs> shit like on my walls yep. and i have books and it just makes me excited about stuff mm-hmm. and also their podcast. Like, I listened to the one with Finn Wolfhard and Sadie Singh. That's what I was talking about, yes. Yeah, and they were, like, just talking about, like, she was talking about the whale, he was talking about that, and just, like, I don't know. They're just, like, doing everything right. Mm -hmm. They just get it. I agree. But this movie is, like, written and directed by Jesse Eisenberg, Mm -hmm. and so it's just gonna be about his life, and he's such an anomaly to me, and, like, a weirdo. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But, like, I want to understand him, so I'm just so excited. And I honestly don't like Finn Wolfhard that much. Like, but that's just because he gets to be, like, this annoying little boy in Stranger Things. Yeah. And I haven't watched him in anything else. But he, on the podcast with Sadie Singh, they're just talking about how this is their first role where they feel like they've been taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And, like, these are, like, kind of coming-of-age movies. And, like, they kind of came of age, like, right before slash during. And so that's just really special. And I'm excited for him. Um, My number four is Wonka. And... I'm going to echo everything you said. Plus, this feels like the first time that Timothy is not just, like, an angry little teenager. Like, even Paul in Dune, like, yeah. he is. And in Bones and all, like, he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
and obviously everything else that we have seen. Which I guess Lori is not really like an angry little teenager, but uh, he kind of is spiteful. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> um, so I feel like this is his first like explicitly grown up role, and that's gonna be exciting to see how it lands. Like, if it still feels like he's like young and like. I don't know, like playful or something, which I guess like Willy Wonka's playful no matter what. So like there has to be some of that, but I just wonder what it would be like. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm yeah, I'm like extremely interested just to see him play Wonka. Like I just can't picture it, so I'm just so interested. Yes, and like he's nobody's love interest, probably. Yeah, and I feel like that's some of his appeal most of the time in movies and like why people love him is just because he's like good at that honestly um just a little cutie yeah okay three is Oppenheimer oh wait we haven't talked about this it wasn't on either of yours right okay mostly just because it's Christopher Nolan and I'm confused about if it's gonna twist my brain off or not because it's like a very straightforward event that happened like, there's no way to, like, really distort reality or, like, but maybe he found a way and, like, it's going to be like that. So, I don't know. But I love Cillian Murphy also. Like, right. he, I think this will be his big break and he really deserves it. And Is it Cillian or Cillian? Oh, I don't know. I've never said that a lot. Okay, Cillian. Then. Well, I don't know if that's right. <laughs> no, I believe you. I have two things I want to talk about okay, in regards to this. Say. One, can we talk about how Nolan actually made nukes? For this movie, oh, no. is that real? I'm like pretty <laughs> positive it's real. Okay, the morality. Yeah. Well, everyone's safe. No injuries. But Good. like, oh, what? So he did the most. Is what you're trying to yeah. Say. Okay. Like just like his brain. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. He's not okay. Probably. He's he's just he's insane. <laughs> which is why I'm excited for it. But also the Josh Peck little like <laughs> oh blip God. in the trailer. <laughs> I, I turned my friends and I was like. How did I not know he was attached to this film? And then somebody, he's like, he's just a silly guy. Like, he is Josh from Drake and Josh. Yeah. Like, he just posts TikToks of him dancing, and someone really, like, reposted it and was like, you're telling me this man is playing <laughs> a scientist no, in Oppenheimer. I was, like, during COVID or before COVID, I was, like, watching all of his YouTube videos and stuff and, like, following him. And he was, like, friends with David Dobrik and just, yeah. like, all this just, like, does like, he have a child and stuff? Yeah. He has a baby. Like, <laughs> yeah. he has a beautiful wife. It is crazy because he is just a goofy little lad. But it makes me happy because I feel like once child stars fizzle out, mm-hmm. it's really hard to get back in there. Mm-hmm. So for him to be able to land this role, whether it's large or small, like, who's crossed? Yeah. Love that. Um, two is Barbie. I think I said everything I wanted to say about that. And... One is Dune, which I also feel like one is Alien. Yeah. I'm, I'm just very excited about the year. In I am general. too. And when you think about like release dates, it feels like I like it's all spread out still. And it's not like yeah. everything's waiting until like the winter for the holidays and be on everyone's mind for the Oscars and whatever. Mm-hmm. So that feels exciting to like have a whole year where things are coming out and you're looking forward to them and that kind of thing. Yep. Agreed. So exciting. Wow. We did it. How fun. <laughs> I had a blast, honestly. Yes, this was Me fun. too, yeah. That was a good conversation. A little long, I don't know. Yeah, like no, yeah, no, 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 no
chance anybody listens to this. An hour and a half. <laughs> That's actually Once the bad. editing happens, I'll... it'll probably still be very long. I yeah. feel like we only had a few glyphs. That's true. Like, but if, yeah. if we're talking and like, we sound dumb or it's unimportant, just cut it out. I'm going to cut out when I sound dumb, <laughs> but not you guys, so I sound stupid. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, well, if you listen to this, thanks. Um, maybe we'll do it more because it's just fun for us. And um, we love movies. And we love you. <laughs> yeah. Our, our, our loyal <laughs> listeners. Um, we'll be back soon. Well, actually, I don't know. We'll be back probably eventually. Yeah. And I don't know what we're going to talk about. Movies. <laughs> yeah, movies for sure. <laughs> and that's all you need to know. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye.